Warning, ProTri News is a podcast with different opinions, knowledge and possibly fake news about triathlon racing. This is not for the faint of heart. If you get offended or hurt by what is said, please stop listening and go listen to some uplifting meditation music or just go work out, then try again. to an emergency podcast of pro try news i uh think that we were all chatting in our group chat about this breaking news and we were super excited we were like we have to get on and discuss it before we dive into it we do want to say a disclaimer that iron man has not officially announced themselves yet there is speculation that that won't come until a bit later on but if you don't understand or you haven't seen the news uh, the rumor, or I guess it's unofficially announced, that they will be rotating the Ironman World Championship to either a different venue or just Ironman Nice. That the females will race in Kailua Kona on one day, and the males will race in Nice. Um, so I have Mark on the phone, Kyle on the phone, Pat on the phone. Mark, is your audio working? I don't think it is. Uh, Pat, what are your what are your initial thoughts right off right off the top? You know, look, there were two big things, I think, uh, the stimulus that created this. One, we knew that uh, we knew that the island was stressed, right? Uh, from a from a purely with with all of the participants on the island. Um, this put a great deal of strain on the locals, it put a great deal of strain on the volunteers. We understood the word that we kept going back to if you if you listen to that show, it's is this sustainable? Is it sustainable? And, and the answer was, uh, no, it's not sustainable. You, the, the island, the mayor will only allow racing on Saturday to take place. Part two to that, we knew that Ironman was able to ratchet up how many people they, can, they were able to race on a world championship. And this is, I think, ultimately what Ironman saw was an opportunity to, to create um, additional spots and instead of having you know just under 3,000 total participants now they're going to create a world where there might be 3,000 at each event there might even be more uh, when they go when they go to uh, Nice or the the other venue I think final point here uh, from an athlete standpoint and from a racing standpoint I'm excited to to see how different courses suit different athletes so i think the every other year i'm uh, i'm a big fan of it we'll see how the sport uh how the sport replies to it mark what are your thoughts um i kind of like it i'm sort of with pat but i'm also i feel like especially for the pros which is what we cover if this had been women next year in nice and men in kona Cat would have been gutted, I imagine. But she's desperate to race this for three years in a row. And it would have felt like another St. George, like you're waiting for your time to shine on the big island. Um, so whilst I like it in principle, I still think it will be sort of, I, I think we'll, we'll still focus on the every other year as like the true Kona champion. And I worry that it will take a little while before it balances out and people start to really accept it. I, I couldn't agree more with you. There's another athlete that has been destined to race in Kona that we might not ever see race in Kona again. That's Jan Ferdino. He's wanted to come back. He's wanted to defend his title year after year after year. It seems like something else happens to the poor guy. And I, I actually don't know if we will ever see him 
defend himself in Kona if it if if they do choose the males to race in Nice next year. Yeah, I mean we're going slightly off, but yeah, Jan's a legend of the sport, but he's not a young guy training extremely hard uh, and then gets injured trying to be at the very peak. You know, it's it's not all just bad luck; it's just the, the nature of the sport that he's missed out a little bit. And I think time might have moved on maybe from Jan. Um, but I agree. I just think I, I also Nice is an interesting choice. There's lots of perks to it, right? It's a bigger city. It has better transport links. It has more hotels. It has the ability for most Europeans to head over there by road. You, you'll likely get your bike back when you leave the island. You'll, you know, when you leave the race, your bike will probably arrive. The course is crunchy. It can be. It's the town and city support sports events really well in Nice. Like I think there's lots of huge perks. I like the fact they're not on the same weekend because obviously the whole media enterprise is going to have to be moving between the two. So all of the VIPs, all the sponsors, the media teams, the organisers, they'll have to come from Europe over to Kona each year. So it's a big logistical challenge. Um, I hope it's not just financially driven, but I think it probably is. I have two thoughts. The first thought, just piggybacking off of what Pat said, um, the red flags that we saw, the biggest one would probably be a couple of weeks ago, Ironman shut down the legacy spot registration. So like once you do 12 Ironmans or whatever, you get put into the legacy program. And they actually shut the registration down for that, which was probably a red flag. Um, and then the second thing being, this is going to create a bit of logistics for the pros with um, just a few weeks prior to this being 70.3 world champs. Yeah, but it was just a few weeks after this year. And like we've seen, I think 70.3 worlds might be taking a battering by the PTO this year. And I don't know how these it's all and the PTO seem to have been willing to deconflict their races with Kona. How willing are they going to be to deconflict two different dates with Kona? Or with with stop calling it Kona, Ironman World Champs. They're not going to be. This will conflict. One of these races will conflict with the PTO race. And these rumors coming around, I mean, th- this could be the reason why we haven't seen the PTO schedule being released is because they're like, well, we're waiting on this news and we're also waiting on authorization from the venues that we're trying to select for these four or five race, six races that they may be doing next year. All right. I've got a couple points now that have, that have popped up. Uh, the biggest one that I'm thinking about here now is how does this ultimately, how does the sport handle this? And will this be, will the brand see this as a positive uh, with the races being separated by a month? Uh, I find this, it's hard for me not to be uh, thinking that Ironman isn't trying to create an opportunity here with additional registration spots, tapping into another market and going, okay, well, what European brands can we sell title sponsorship to at the men's race? And we know how Ironman loves to double, double, triple dip into a category and go, okay, well, we're going to have a nutrition sponsor and then we're going to have a salt tablet sponsor. And now they're going to open up a whole host of new partnership opportunities with a European focus event. And I think what we're going to really see here, uh, and I'm, I'm not saying it's a good or a bad thing. I'm just saying that it's going to create more opportunities for Ironman. Uh, ultimately, I think we are going to see a pinch point here with what we saw as a September event around the PTO. However, I think that that bifurcation was already happening as you're going to see athletes that specialize in the 100k distance and choose not to do Ironman 
distance races. So I think what we're going to see there is just a, a quicker bifurcation of those, of those athletes. And yeah, I think uh, this, this to me, I'm seen as, again, you, you don't hear me applaud Ironman very much. Uh, I think that this is going to be a great opportunity for the sport and a great opportunity for the athletes. I think it might be the beginning of the end. I, I'm sort of going the opposite. Like, having been to Kona a couple of times, and that's really better. I see what you mean. But that, because the, ta- the town's the perfect size for the whole place to then have the aura of Ironman. If you're an age group and you go there, you walk down the street, everything's Ironman. It's like coming home. It's like, because Ironman becomes people's identity, right? It's like being vegan or doing CrossFit or whatever it might be. It absorbs their identity. It's like, it's like going to Mecca for Ironman um, is Kona. And Nice won't be the same because it's such a big city. It'll carry on like normal. Um, so I worry that it won't have that same sort of feel and that will detract from people's ambition to do it. Yeah, it, 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 it'll definitely be interesting. And I think a lot of people are confused on what, what, what probably is next. Let's say, let's take an athlete that just qualified for the Ironman World Championship in Cosmel this last week. Not speaking for Ironman, I'll speak on behalf of Ironman or anyone like that. But what they will more than likely do is probably reach out to you and say, do you want to race in Nice or do you want to race in Kona 2024? That would be the assumption. And just like what Mark said, they're going to they're gonna have to bite the bullet, make that decision, and that's probably how they'll allot all the people that have already qualified, and then going forward, they'll do that. But just like what you said, it's going to be hard for a lot of athletes. You might see a decrease in, I guess, accepting world championship slots. It will more than likely be less participation because Kona is still the holy grail, although I am in full support of it rotating and moving. I think it's the best decision for Ironman going forward. We got to see this last year, probably a Kona unlike any other before, because that was that was the pinnacle of triathlon, and we might not mm. ever see that again in Kona. No, it was just a long time coming, I would say. Well, like, I, I know, but I'm saying that we, we will never see Kona as big as it was this last year. Not, not agreed, from agreed. an outsider uh, yes. view, but being on the physical island view. And two, I mean, that was the, the that money was the, that went into it and all that. Yeah, and it was the two-day event, right? And that many people ended up there. Um, I tell you what it will be. It'll make it mighty hard as an age grouper to qualify when your uh, gender category is on that year. So when mm-hmm. it's every other year will be significantly harder to qualify. So, you know, you have to go to Malaysia more. Um, go on, Pat. Mark, I want to just touch, uh, you, you have me thinking on the beginning of the end. So do we do we see this as a way for Ironman to, are you saying that because you believe this is a way for Ironman to softly phase out going to the island? Or do you, where, I'm, I'm, or do you see that it, it's, it's always going to be on the island? It's just going to be for the age groupers. It's going to be this every other year opportunity where they care about it. Because I think what we, what we saw at St. George, right? People did not want to race at St. George because it was not Kona. So will we, will that just take maybe a couple cycles for people to, to feel that same world championship presence or what, what, what's on your mind there? So I think we thought people might not race St. George, but Christian Blumenfeld tried, you know, won it. Daniela Reif won it. Everyone sorry, sorry I, meant, I, I meant from an age group standpoint. Oh, the age right. group numbers were, were, were very bad. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I worry. I think it might be the same again. Um, 
though because it's not like a delayed championship because it is this format i wonder if people will buy into it um and because your entire category is going to be there but i want i worry that the women's race this year will have pretty poor attendance on the island because it's so expensive to go to and if you're a huge brand and you're going to go and set up your stand and advertise there are, are you and the women's sport gathers less attraction because there are 10% as many people doing it give or take at some races I, are you really going to invest as a brand you know would canyon have the canyon house when it's in kona just for the women's race i suspect probably not um so uh, when the men's year rotates back there i bet it goes full swing um so that's something they're going to have to fight to challenge against. I also wonder if people are, you know, you, they take families. People take husbands and wives. Often, so many of these people are husband and wife couples racing. Well, what do they do? Just that's talks. exactly my thoughts, Pat, or uh, Mark, is what do you do if you're a triathlon couple and your husband qualifies and your wife qualifies and you're just like, well, I don't know exactly what I'm going to be doing. Well, I was going to have a punt at qualifying for Kona, but uh, Kat's trying to win the pro race, and I'm going to jog around the age group race. So guess what? We ain't fucking going to Nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I got to bow out. I got to go to lunch. But I am very excited about there being a new venue for Ironman. It's going to be interesting. Also, having us go to France twice next year for the test event and also for Nice, surely, and then to Kona. So super yeah, excited. The... The uh, uh, just like what you had attested to, Mark, that will be the most inter interesting thing with activation around sponsors, athletes uh, going into that. It, it's going to be really interesting to see what they do. But like like we've always said, I think that the only way Iron Man, well, not the only way, an incredible way that they could survive is if they basically change their series to do four to five races a year. And these are all their, let's say, majors. Almost mimic what PTO is doing. These be their major races. And forget about Ironman 70.3 Augusta. Take all that budget, put it to three or four major granddaddy events every year, and then make a point system and claim world champion then. That, that, that would be my opinion if they wanted to continue to grow and survive from, at a pro level. So I, I would sort of maybe go against the point system because the PTO kind of has that. But I think you're right because the pros don't the – only, the only thing you then struggle with is qualification. So I wonder if they would e ever consider you qualify for Ironman world champs based off your PTO ranking if you want to race the long distance. And then they only – they could almost get rid of 70.3 pro races, maybe have mm -hmm. one or two big ones, Oceanside, world champs, one other – and let PTO cover that and they focus on the, the long distance races is an option at the pro level, Pat. I think we got to just move into the other big news uh, and what we've been obviously chatting about in our, in our text thread. Is that okay? If we, if we, if we, yeah. And we should say that we are, we should say that we did record a pod. I don't think we've dropped it because the audio was bad. Is that right? Yeah. And we, we plan to drop it later on this week. Yeah. So we, this we recorded more a pod than likely on... go, go out this one will more than likely go out before then. So we recorded a pod on Sunday. Uh, it was probably our best work ever. If it doesn't come out, it was it was an unbelievably <laughs> great bit of work. Um, if it comes out, well, you've got poor taste. Um, but we touched on the shoe debate in that pod, and we basically predicted what's exactly happened. Right, Pat? Yeah, exactly. So we we you know we had some intel around where World Triathlon was going to sit at with these rules, and to give the audience an understanding, if you're late to this. Uh, topic uh iaaf has a rule your shoes can the stack of your shoes cannot exceed 40 mils 
Uh, we are led to believe the shoes that Patrick Lang, Ruth Astle, and Gustav Eden legally raced on, legally raced on this year, uh, were above upwards of 50, maybe even 55 mil stock height. Uh, information that we still don't have is, you know, how much benefit do they receive from that additional 10 mils? Clearly, uh, the fastest marathon that Patrick Lang's ever run in an Ironman, um, it's worth something. World, yeah. Triathlon has re World Triathlon has released that they are going to be in parallel with IAAF rules. Athletes cannot race in shoes that have a stack height over 40 millimeters. However, we are waiting on uh, Ironman and PTO to see where they will sit in those rules. Now, if they do not adopt the 40 mil rule, what does that mean? I think the biggest thing here is, is that the shoes that we think of first are the Adidas and the custom ons that Gustav Eden has been racing in. I think, Mark, can you give us some understanding um, into not only if you and I tried to purchase these shoes, but maybe if another professional athlete tried to chase down a shoe that has a stack height over 40 mils, how challenging that actually is to find something. So do you mind if I just cover off why the 40 mil rule is in place? So um, for many, many years, brands have tried to use the carbon plate. And we talk about this carbon plate, but that's actually like a, a bit of a red herring. The carbon plate hasn't worked in many, many shoes over the years. They can't get the return in the spring for it. And that's what Nike marketed as the, the advancement in the shoe. But what they actually changed was they came up with a foam that enabled you to have a high stack height without adding weight, which gave you a return of energy return. And it allows them room to add a carbon plate and to allow good energy return and without adding weight. Now, that's where the shoe really then gained its advantage. It also adds limb length and things like that. So the IWDF could have chosen to ban carbon plates, but they did the engineering research correctly and they recognised that actually the advancement isn't the carbon plate, it's the stack height. And by reducing the stack height or limiting the stack height, you take away room for the developers to add tech to it and you also maintain the limb length integrity. So that's why it becomes like that. Now back to what Pat said, getting hold of these shoes. So the, ASIC, uh, sorry, the Adidas shoe is a marketed shoe, um, a very small run of them, because they're outside of IWF rules. Um, so they're quite hard to come by because they just weren't released publicly very, very well, essentially, like some of these niche products are. But you can possibly get a hold of them if you're an amateur. Um, they're just quite hard. And if every Ironman I think in the world tries to buy a set now, they, they'll run out and you'll, you'll have them at 600 quid a set before you know about it. The downside for pros is they are often tied by a brand. And as we saw in uh, athletics, when Nike dominated... You had people losing contracts, athletes spraying a pair of Nike shoes black and writing the emblem on the side, which is almost the worst thing you can do. Um, so what you'll have is athletes that are sponsored by a brand that have them, good to go, golden, don't worry about it. Athletes like Gustav with super status can have stuff custom made for them. And then you have athletes tied to a brand that don't make the shoe, that won't then make the custom shoe, because it is essentially saying the shoe we market isn't very fast. So... If someone sponsored by, let's say, ASICS, Christian Blumenfeld, wanted to go above the stack height, which he would love to have done for Kona, he called Gustav Shoes shoe doping. He couldn't because ASICS would say, no, you're tied to us for a contract, so don't break it. Some athletes do it, but they are ill-advised to do so because it, it shows them as being weak sponsor opportunities in the future. 
And further to that, the shoe manufacturer won't make custom shoes for even athletes like Christian Bumerfeld because essentially it undermines their existing product. I don't know if that sort of captured off what we're getting at, Pat. Yep, I think that was perfect. And and I think uh, maybe we just leave that for here uh, for the week and, and see ultimately where uh, the additional governing bodies of triathlon um, I guess I'd I'd love to round up by like a plea to Ironman. I think the PTO will do it anyway, but please just follow the World Triathlon rules. They follow the World Triathlon rules for wetsuits. They follow the World Triathlon rules for bikes. They follow most of the rules for their management of their races. If they don't follow it for this, I, I would feel the integrity is lost a little bit. I'd question why they were doing it. There are no shoe rules. And if you don't put in place a sensible shoe rule like IWF did, we'll see some ridiculous stuff come out in the next year or so. Uh, all right, final final point on that. What if they put the rule and they said we're going to cap it at sixty mils? How would we feel about that? I just it would be ridiculous. It's it's just pointless. Like all you're doing is recognizing that they're way faster. It's essentially like running on springy stilts or cushioned stilts, and you're just making it more and more expensive sport where you create more and more loopholes for brands to create products that then Ironman athletes have to buy. And also, when we're moving across, say, PTO, all of their athletes will run in one shoe for the World Series races, and then they'll have to change shoes to come and race PTO races. It's just a mess. I'd, I'd feel bad about it, but it's an option. That's a fair, that's a fair shot, Mark. I'm, gonna, uh, I'm not going to argue with you on that, so I think that's a fair, that's a fair point. Cool. Um, I, I think that's everything. Before we get off, I just want to confirm one more time. Iron Man has not released an official announcement. Even if you go to their website, it still says that they are two days. Um, we thought about reaching out to Mayor uh, Roth uh, in Kona, his thoughts, but uh, they are dealing with a lot bigger issues right now on the Big Island, uh, hence their hope their volcano has erupted. So they're dealing with that. Um, the second we get more information that is 100% certainty or the second Iron Man releases a statement, we will notify everyone. But we have 99% certainty that this race will move forward in two separate locations. Uh, we, we hope you enjoyed the podcast. Like I said, again, we will release the podcast we recorded earlier this week um, after this one, and we will catch up with you guys next week. Thanks a lot.